You're listening to the Kang's Cast podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Welcome to Kings Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by the Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a fun episode just last week Ryan and I came on as we always do to talk about all the popular things going on in Kings land but it was an interesting time because the Kings were coming off of a nine game losing streak so a couple different topics to talk about but what do you know since then the Kings have won Ryan predicted the win so there you go and we're looking forward to this next part of the season as fans are going back and Kings cast comes out to the game next week um, if you are looking for Kane's Cast episodes or last week's episodes, you can always find those streaming wherever you find your podcasts. Bringing in my coast today, as always, Ryan, was good. What is going on? I'm going to be completely honest with you. My allergies are really shitty today. Pretty congested, but real quick, let me let me get the pod started with the. Uh... Ooh, that was, that, one one. that was a good one. Deep. That was a good one. Drink of choice tonight, folks, is Modelo. Usually, I don't drink Modelo, but had some friends over. They brought some Modelo, so we're drinking Modelo tonight. Anyways, um, like Eric said, next Wednesday, we are going to the game against Utah. Super pumped about that. Um, it's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm just happy, you know, we're, we're going to be able to watch the game live. But uh, you brought up you brought up me, uh, you know, saying we're going to beat Dallas. I mean, when you're on a nine-game losing streak, you can really just be like, yeah, we're going to win this next one. You know, like they're bound to win eventually. So I had a bunch of people hit me up this week, you know, four or five people hit me up like, Hey man, you predicted that win. And it was like, yeah, well they're on a nine game losing streak. So it's really not that freaking hard. So everybody give me credit, you know, but anyways, happy to be here as always, man. Let's jump into it. Yeah. No dream for me tonight. You know, I'm tomorrow. Uh, I'm a big, you know, UFC fight as our US, UFC fan. Sorry. As are you Ryan. And tomorrow we got that big fight with uh, my guy Kamaru Usman and then Jorge Masvidal. So I'm really looking forward to that one. My plans for tomorrow, Ryan, is I bought a bunch of uh, margarita mix. Dude, I'm drinking margaritas tomorrow on the back patio with a fire, smoking a cigar, might turn to whiskey to the end of the night. So I didn't want to go back-to-back nights. You know, I try not to drink that like that every night. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that. But, hey, I am looking forward to the game this week. But before we break it in, Ryan – Fucking one hour before we jump on, Darren Fox out for 10 to 14 days. I don't know. I guess it's COVID protocol or something. So we paid that money for those tickets, and we're probably going to watch the Kings just get just blasted by the Utah Jazz, who's the number one team in the league right now. It's just a bummer, dude. We wait all this time, and Darren Fox is killing it, and I kind of want to have a conversation about him today. 
And then we find out this dude's not going to play. And so it just seems, you know, Marvin Bagley is coming back uh, some point soon. I think maybe Holmes. I haven't really heard much about Holmes in the last couple of days. I'll have to look that up. But, you know, they just never can get things right. This season's been up and down. It's not a time to – I guess this episode is not really come on and – talk about the whole season and everything but it just does suck that we're about to go to that game and don't get don't get to see De'Aaron Fox go toe-to-toe you know with Donovan Mitchell it just kind of sucks you know bummed I'm bummed yeah but you know in the grand scheme of things Sack is probably out of the playoff picture correct Mm -hmm. and we get to go watch the game live man it's better or nothing you know hey beggars cannot be choosers Eric all right so I'm just happy that we're going to be able to go. You know, it'll be nice. We'll be able to see Halliburton for the first time live. I'm sure he's going to play 35 minutes that night. Uh, you know, Buddy will play his 40 minutes, Harrison Barnes. So, uh, it'll be cool. At least we get to watch Utah, right? You know, watch one of the better teams in basketball right now. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing is is going and watching some of the other – other teams in the league too, you know, that, that is, that is, that is true. You know, you get to kind of see them. I'm, I'm curious to see, we don't really, we watch a lot of NBA basketball, but we don't come on and talk about um, the NBA really much, but do you think Utah be the number one seed? Do you think they're like a legit threat? No. Do you think they are? I don't think, no. I think, yeah. No. It's same thing with Phoenix too, dude. It's like, all right, you know, that's great. You guys, you guys are have a great record in the regular season. No major injuries, right? It's, you know, like everybody knows the Lakers are the best team in the West, right? AD missed 20 games. LeBron hasn't played in months, right? Like everybody knows that. Cool. You were healthy throughout the regular season. You have a cool team. But when it comes down to it, do you really think that Utah team that has Donovan Mitchell as their best player is going to beat, you know, the Clippers this year or, or the Lakers this year? No. Not a chance. Sorry. So, like, I, that's the way I look at it. Like, yeah, it's cool, you know, but – there's, you know, every year, you know, there's a team like that. And you're like, oh, you know, like like the Nuggets last year. And it's like, dude, you really think they're going to be able to beat LeBron in a seven-game series? Hell no. NBA is about star power. You know, and the Utah just doesn't have any star power, dude. Like Donovan Mitchell's not going to get it done, dude. A six-foot-three Donovan Mitchell is not going to get it done against Anthony Davis and LeBron James. It is facts. Right? Like, you know, Rudy Gobert, who who's not a scorer. Yeah, great. You're good on defense. Cool. You're not going to get it done in a seven-game series against LeBron. So, you know, that that's where I'm, that's where I'm at with that. But, yeah, we don't need to talk I've, about other NBA well, teams too much. Uh, yeah, and I was going to say, though, I think that, te- you know, that the teams have figured out how to game, game the system and game the regular season now to where they know they're going to get in. They kind of rest players, and it's all about that postseason. You know, I, I'm – it just – it is interesting, though, because uh, – you know, you have the like the Clippers and, and the Lakers. You're kind of just you know they're playing for that postseason. But the Utah Jazz were really to me really surprising because uh, as far as the Western Conference seemed to be number one. I, I mean, I thought the Nuggets. I mean, I know they, I know they got their injuries, but um, yeah, playoff time is going to be real interesting. And and yeah, I just kind of mentioned that because there's a lot of big games down the stretch where the on the Kings schedule. And so just kind of looking forward to that too. You know, and and that's one of the reasons I was looking forward to going to that Utah Jazz game is I kind of want to see them you know, see them in person, you know, uh, see, and I really, like I said, I wanted to see the Kings go up against the top, a top team like that and maybe have a little health, you know, play for some pride or something being there, but you know, it is, it, it is what it is. Um, so I mentioned a little bit, Marvin Bagley is going to come back soon. Jason Anderson posting Kingsland. I think today that he's been cleared. I don't know what, I don't know what the holdup is, but, um, 
you know, I, 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 I wanted to say this, right. And you can, you can tell me how you feel. Marvin Bagley's got a lot of criticism this, this year. A lot of people have just, you know, if it's just frustrated by him, everybody knows if you've been following, everybody knows kind of what it is. Right. I think that like, I think the Kings could have used Marvin Bagley down the stretch. And I, I really do think that that a nine game losing streak, you know, with him being out, you know, you're missing 14 points and you know, what is it? Six rebounds or something right now. Like you're just eight, eight to nine rebounds. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're missing that. And I think that, um, you know, as he comes back, I hope that the Kings work him in and I'd like to see him finish out the rest of the season. Um, you know, I, it's just crazy that people are just so dismissive about him as, as we go into this. And it's like, man, you, they could have used him, you know, they, they could have used him down this stretch. So I'm looking forward to see him, seeing him get back on the court. Yeah. You know, it's the difference between him and Damian Jones, dude. That That's what it comes down to, dude. You know, like Damian Jones is getting minutes on the Sacramento Kings roster and pe- people love to love Damian Jones. I saw the other night, like he made one play at Kingsland freaked out. And I saw a few people, you know, like that's why Damian Jones needs to be on the court and it's blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, you know, no, you know, like in reality, he's a 25 year old who's been on like four different teams and can't stick a roster. And, um, you know, people can hate on Marvin Bagley as much as they want. You can touch on his, his defensive liabilities, his turnovers, his, his shooting percentage. But at the end of the day, the guy averages, you know, 14 and a half and eight rebounds, um, for his career. And that is missed, dude. Anytime you take those numbers out of a lineup, regardless of efficiency, that's going to hurt. And it's shown. Let's talk a little bit about Metu because Metu has been getting those minutes with Rashawn Holmes out and then Bagley out, and he's been thrown in there. And it's another example, Ryan. Metu is another example of a guy who comes in, plays hard, you know, puts up a little bit of numbers, and then everybody out there, you know, they want to see this guy elevated. He needs to get starters minutes. Now it's like everybody always does this. I don't know why everybody does this. Just because the guy plays okay and he plays well, why can't he just play well and play some limited minutes and accept for accept him for what he is? How come every time a guy comes in and does something, you guys want to just throw this guy to the top of the board? You know, I saw a debate. Uh, you know, Leo from Cowbell Kingdom was – in Kingsland, he kind of posted a thing on there, and, and you know, talking about does he is he is he better than than Marvin Bagley? And I was like, kind of taken aback by even that conversation, um, you know, because I think he had he had like six points and six rebounds from the game they were talking about, and, and like I get that he's athletic, he is. I'll give it the that's what the thing that's tough, Ryan, is because we always sound like haters when we do this, but it's it's like. Sometimes you got to bring it down to earth, right? The guy comes in, he is big, he is athletic, he 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 showed he can play, right? He showed he can play, and he has some exciting plays, and I think that's great. And I think that there's no reason he can't be a serviceable deep bench rotation guy right now, and just be okay with that, you know. But it's just that one guy comes in and plays a little bit, all of a sudden. You know, you you need to sign him for two additional years. He needs to be in the starting lineup every night. I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't mean to rain down on the parade, but I just felt like the point needed to be made. Yeah, well, it's classic Sacramento Kings fans, dude. It's what we talk about all the time. Like you said, guys come in, they play hard, they make a few plays, and people get excited. And, you know, uh, you know, Metu, haven't seen enough, honestly, 
to know if he if he's a legit NBA player. You know, there's a lot of young, talented big guys, dude. There there's a there's a lot of young athletic guys, dude. But you know, it's such a small sample size. It's impossible, dude, for for the Cowboy Kingdom to come out and say that, dude. I saw that, and for them to come out and say that after you know the small sample size, dude. That's just it's just a bad take. You call it what it is, right? That's just bad takes right there. And you know, me and you are you know very much in the on the side of like let me see what you can do in a large sample size let me see what you can do over the course of you know 40 games and uh you know metu has shown that he's like you said due to end of the bench you know kind of a role player so i'm really not too sure about him but for you know for people to come out and say that he's you know more upside than marvin bagley at this point or this and that it's absolutely ludicrous dude that's it's just a fucking bad take call it what it is dude and you know that's just it's just bad that's bad that's bad basketball knowledge right there is what it is you know what i'll say though it's 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 that a guy he's got the he's got bounce let's talk about good things he's got bounce to him he's big he can run he's he's starting to get confident in like taking some shots i watched a game the other day I don't think it was the smartest thing, but he took four straight shots and he took two from the arc behind the arc back to back. You know, it's like when a guy gets a little bit of confidence, you start to see them grow a little bit and people get real excited because they might convert on that attempt. And it's like, oh, whoa, shit. Oh, whoa. Right. And you, and you know, it's like you said, classic Sacramento Kings. And, and that's what this is right here. It's that classic thing. And it's what happens is like when you're a bad team and you don't have a lot of depth or anything, like, guys get elevated and then it's the NBA. They're going to produce stats. And what, what happens in Kingsland, Ryan, and this, is, this has been happening forever. This has been way going way, way, way back, right? You know, is that a guy's stats will look okay, you know, but they're terrible because someone's got to get, someone's got to get them. Someone's got to put the stats up, right? And their only reason they're even in that role is because they're bad. You know, Mo Harkless is a good example. Mo Harkless, I've, I've said for years, you know, a guy like him, Alfaro Camino, uh, way back, like Nicholas Batum, like those lanky six, eight, six, nine, seven foot wingspan guys. Dude, you can always keep those guys on your team because they're, they're rangy. You know, they can spot up three. We all know the reasons, right? Um, but that guy was not doing shit on Miami's roster. He wasn't even playing. I mean, the guy was not even playing. He had no points, no nothing. And that just goes to the depth of Miami and they didn't really need him. I don't think he's that bad, but he comes to Sacramento He's in the starting lineup now. The guy has not started games for a couple years in a row. Now he's in the starting lineup, and now he's producing because someone's got to eat. And then, then you—that's where the, the chatter follows. Where it's, you know, I really like would like Mo Harkless for the next couple years. Now, personally, yeah, you, like I said, you can always use those guys. That's been one of the Kings' problems, is they go with these Omri Caspi scrawny little dudes instead of these big, athletic, rangy forwards like Harkless. So I'm I'm for keeping those guys on your bench. But those are examples right there of fans can't evaluate talent and they, because they can't compare them to the rest of the league, and, and they, they think they elevate players, you know, and that's where a lot of takes come from. And then I'll, I will say this on my second point to this, Ryan, it's that when a, when a guy comes in and does something for a very small sample size, you know, what happens is they, it's a flash. It's a flash of talent. It's a flash of a play. Oh, he did that one move okay, against backup whomever, right? But, um, you know, what, what happens is people like to project out what they could do. Oh, if he only got 30 minutes, if he only got this, if you, and you know what happens? 
it's the idea that he could do it, but he's never, he never needs to prove it. And so this is this perpetual debate of, oh, if he only did this, if he only did this, he could be better. And it's like, that's, it's this perpetual thing. You never have to prove it. They never do, you know? Yeah, well, that's, hey, that's Kings fans, dude. That That's Kings land right there, dude. That is one of the things that over the last season and a half, two seasons that me and you have harped on. And um, no, you hit, it, you hit it spot on. So I'm, I'm not going to go in and, and beat a dead horse on that, dude. <laughs> and, and, and it was something I was like thinking, I've, I've just been thinking in my head. And I keep it in mind, you know, I go back. Do you remember we had this debate a while back? Remember last year when we did, we put together the shit five. Um starting lineup of all time for Sacramento era. Remember that where we picked like the worst players that we hated, like Kings cast hated at yes. each positions. And remember how we had Beno Udre as the, as the point guard on our shit five team. And I remember when yes. we put that out, a couple people hit us back up and were like, well, look at Beno's stats during the time. I'm like, yeah, dude, he was terrible though. And the only reason he had those stats because he played on a crap team, you know, he played on this crap team. And it's the only reason he had those stats, but out, outside of that, uh, you know, who, what is he? And that's kind of the thing, the case with Rashawn Holmes that we've made in episodes is the same thing too. Like, it, yeah, he's good and everything, but some of his stats, because he's being elevated to a role, could, you know, it makes it really difficult to assess players is the ultimate point. You know what I mean? 100%. Uh, you know what's funny, dude, is, is you brought up uh, this, just back a little bit, but you were talking about, you know, like Mo Harkless and you, and I was thinking of Omri Caspi, dude, when, <laughs> when you said that, dude, I was literally thinking because, you know, Omri Caspi was atrocious everywhere except for Sacramento, dude. And people just love to remember Omri Caspi at Oracle, dude, shooting it off with freaking Steph Curry that one game, dude, where they were just going back and forth for threes and people just loved Omri Caspi. So it was just funny, dude. I, I don't know why I just, you know. No, it, it is. But those are those play- – but, but you can – we can pick through throughout Sacramento's, like, recent history. Dude. And you there's tons of guys you can pick out dude. like this where, where people have done this. Like, they're, they're not – maybe not even NBA players or they're fringe NBA rotational players, maybe. But they come to Sacramento, they get a role, and then, and then people can't evaluate them because they get, oh, 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 we got this, we got this guy. You know what I mean? Dude, there's there's a there's a bunch of them, dude. You look at it, you know, a couple years ago, Amon Shumper, dude's a prime example. People just <laughs> loved Amon Shumper and thought Amon Shumper was the end all be all, dude. Um, you know, Omer Caspi, like you said, Andres Nocioni, dude. Oh guys my like god, that. yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. like, dude, there there's just hella dudes that guys, you know, John Salmons, dude, you know, <laughs> like came here and averaged like 19 a game one year. And it's like fucking ridiculous, dude. Marcus Thornton people averaged have, 20 points Marcus, a game that one season. Marcus Thornton, dude. People love them. They're like, oh, they're good. It's like, no, they just got the opportunity in Sacramento because Sacramento's a bad team. There literally was no talent around. Somebody had to get theirs, right? Yeah. Someone's like, got to eat. Like, it's the NBA. You're not going to score 50 points a game, dude. Somebody's got to put the ball in the, in the hoop, you know? So, but Sacramento's just littered with that kind of you know, that kind of history of players over the last 15 years, dude. It just year after year, dude, it surprised me because people just never really get past that, dude. It's year after year, me and you come on here and we're just like, dude, nope, this guy falls in that category. And people, you know, look at Metu, you know, look at, you know, oh, this guy, this guy. And it's like, well, you know, do it in a, in a large sample size and then we'll talk, dude. But people just stay falling in love, not falling in like, dude. Hashtag Colin Coward. Yeah, we and we've talked about it the last couple of episodes. No, you're, you're right. It was... Uh... It's just it's it's just funny, dude. That pe- the that people constantly, I guess, you know, fall in that trap, and and it's it's and not even just fans though. Like in a lot of sports, Ryan, 
um, you it's it's as as a sports fan is a lesson we've learned. We've learned this lesson because in, in a lot of sports, uh, this happens where a guy plays on a on a championship team, and then a team signs them and says and and then elevates them. You know, in the NFL it used to happen a lot more. You know, um, Malcolm Smith for the Seahawks. You know, he had that big game, but he was a he was really a rotational player. He gets a big contract after. You know what I mean? You know, and Super Bowl MVP Malcolm Smith. Yeah, he's, you know, like, yeah. yeah, stuff like that all the time. And and who? Uh, oh, Matthew Del Vadova for the Cavs that one year. I mean, dude, everybody on the everybody on the Cavs was fucking hurt, and it, it was basically LeBron James, a bunch of rebounding guys. Dude, it was Matthew Del Vadova that year was crazy, dude. It was Timothy Mozgov, if I remember, Tristan Thompson, LeBron. Matthew Della Vadova. And fuck, dude, who was the other person on that Cavs team? I, I, that- I don't even know, but that, that just proves the point right there, right? Where, like, he, LeBron James basically carried that that series, and Matthew Della Vadova got some buckets. And then, dude, he got a contract. What did he go, did he go like, Milwaukee? Or Milwaukee. Something? He got paid, yeah. dude, like, four years, like, 50 mil or something stupid. Yeah, and and then another point is Harrison Barnes for the Warriors too, right? Harrison Barnes was like you talked about it last week. He was the he was the fourth guy basically on on the Warriors, and then Dallas signs him to a massive massive contract uh, to basically be their guy, and it doesn't work out. And so it's just a it's just a, a sports lesson. It's just a sports lesson, man. I, I don't know. I don't know more to say on it, but I feel like people just won't hear it. It'll go one year, one out the other. People get real excited. And I think we're going to constantly have to be swatting away these, these takes, you know, as long as the Kings continue to be bad. You know what I mean? Um, what Ryan, I wanted to dude. you know, I don't know. I, I didn't, we don't really pre do pre-show or have an agenda. We just kind of talk off the cuff here, but I wanted to see if I can, make this point because we've kind of continued this conversation every week about the coaching situation and Luke Walton every week is always like, he's going to get fired. He's going to get fired. Right. And we did it at that episode talking about it. And you had said like that, you know, both of us agree that we don't think that uh, it's, you know, it's really, what's it going to do? That's our basic our take. What's that going to do? Why are you going to blame him for the shitty team? What's it going to do? But you said, you would do it if the right coach came along, you know? Yep. yep. And someone in Kingsland this week put a, a poll out, and it got me thinking, and it got, I, I kind of wanted to save my answer. Instead of answering the poll, I want to save for the podcast and, and, you know, let me know what you think. So I think for me, I think the coach, if, if they were going to fire, the only guy that, that I would be open to, I think could be, you know, it's all about Darren Fox is Mike D'Antoni dude that's the one that's the one thing and talking about fixing the Kings I'm not saying predicting or anything like that but that's a guy I would be interested about because a lot of these conversations have happened and people are saying you know Alvin Gentry and a lot of random takes out there you know but Mike D'Antoni would be interesting he's got those ties uh to McNair from Houston um I think that he would get the most out of Buddy I think he would get the most out of Bagley and I think that he would definitely get the most out of De'Aaron Fox. I think he would turn De'Aaron Fox into like a 28 a game score, you know? Would you think yeah. it's off or what do you think? All right. People so are- like, I, 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 I completely agree with you, but you know, when you look at it, dude, is do you really think Mike 
D'Antoni's going to leave the Brooklyn Nets student assistant job to go be at his age to go take over the worst franchise in basketball? I don't. I don't. And I, and I'm with you, dude, you know, but it's all about, you know, availability, dude. I don't think he'd be available to Sacramento. Really don't. The reason is there's the connections to the front office though. I, I understand. And, and you get a, you get a point guard, um, you know, that is really ascending, you know, a really ascending and, um, you know, Mike D'Antoni, it's, I'm not going to say he's never had a player like De'Aaron Fox because he had two-time MVP, MVP and in, in, in Nash and Harden. I, I mean, he coached, he coached the Lakers, you know, for one season. He coached the Knicks, right? So the guys coached some superstars um, is the point. But De'Aaron Fox is really, really interesting player. And I kind of, you know, the – I, I it kind of ties around this conversation that I, I wanted to have with you is like how good do you think De'Aaron Fox can be? Because we've been like I think he's going to be a superstar, but kind of I'm kind of looking at his stats this season. I'm compared him to a couple key players in the league who are like real superstars, and I I think he can. I think there's more to be had there. You would say you would say that's true, right? Yes, hundred percent. And more and more to be had would be what. For sure, All right. his free throws. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, but you, you want to talk about, like, let's just jump right to it, dude. Fuck the stats. Fuck whatever. More to be had, whatever. Darren Fox has the ability to be the best point guard in the league. Flat yeah. out. Flat out, not even, you know, no question in mind. Darren Fox has the ability to be the best point guard in the league. You know, and when you look at it, obviously the best point guard in the league right now is Steph Curry. Okay? Steph's 33, you know? You know, Darren Fox is, what, 23? You know, so you, you think about five years from now when Darren Fox is 28 years old, you know, Steph's 38 and by far past his prime and all that stuff. You know, there's no reason why Darren Fox shouldn't be the best point guard in the league. And I firmly believe that, dude. And, you know, people can say whatever you want. I, I really believe Darren Fox can be the best point guard. He has the ability to be the best point guard in the league. And anything less than that is a failure in my eyes, dude. It really is. That's why I support getting someone who can take him to that next level, you know. And 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 when you talk about Mike D'Antoni, a lot of people they're gonna th- they're totally gonna throw out the cons at you. They're gonna say, "Well, the, his teams don't play defense." Well, guess wh- how are the Kings' defense this year, Ryan? Worst of all time. Worst of all time. Okay, so let's just move. It can't be any worse, I guess, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's never won the big game. Well, are are you only gonna hire? Um, a coach at this point who's won it. I mean, those aren't walking around. Okay. Um, so what are you really looking at? You're looking at a guy who's ties to a front office guys who he's had MVP primary ball handlers. Um, they have a premier shooter and buddy Hield, who is not, who I think could be, there's more to be had there clearly as he has put up better statistics in previous years. Um, you know, I, Marvin Bagley, you, you know, like, he had Amari Stoudemire in his time, you know, on two stints playing well. Uh, you know, you tell me you can't get something out of out of Marvin Bagley. Um, I, I look at I look at James Harden, okay? James Harden, I, I think James Harden, you you can make right, he's one of the greatest scores of all time. I mean top for sure top five, I feel like. Hundred percent. A lot of people don't like to say that, but he dude, is. James he averaged thirty six, thirty four, like he puts he put some stupid numbers up. Okay, modern era stupid numbers. With his team winning too, that's the key. Yeah, so with like, his I, team winning. I get I get what I'm gonna say, but like I think that 
Darren Darren Fox could get to that. I feel like he can almost get to that level right there. And if you look at James Harden's first couple of years, first four years in the league, Ryan, you know, he was coming off the bench in OKC, but it's nine points, 12 points, 16 points, 25, 25. That's his first five years. Well, after four years, De'Aaron Fox is already at 25 points a game. You know, when it goes to the assist, De'Aaron Fox averages more assists. You know, the big, you know what the big kicker is between the two guys really is free throw percentage. You know, James Harden's 85% free throw shooter. Or did I say James? Sorry, yeah, James Harden, 85%, you know, free throw shooter career compared to Fox, which is like 70%, you know? And so that's why I just put it out there. It's like, if you want to get the guy to do a star, go get the guy who's got ties your front office and can get you a, make you a star, you know? And it, and, and, and it goes to the other thing too. What excites me about that route is if you look how Houston, when they went and got James Harden, how they built their team, they, they went out and they were big game hunting, you know, and I think that's where the I think that's where De'Aaron Fox's career is at right now. I think that they need to get him a number two, dude. And it's something like I've been thinking about since our last podcast that we were talking about how Buddy Hill and Barnes, those guys are threes, three point fives. We talked about they need to get a number two. And if they if they really went all in with potential draft picks or in trading players on the roster currently to go get a real number two and win dead Tony. I think Kingsland would be fucking juiced off of that. They'd be so juiced off of that. You know what I mean? And it's just exciting. Like I said, I, it's, it's total, you know, that's what the great thing about doing our podcast is we're fans. We're not media people and, and we can play fantasy land and we can just throw things out there like this and have fun with it. But it is very exciting, you know, and the guy is an assistant coach right now. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you know, and, and we talked about it. The one guy I said was Brad Stevens, but besides that point, you know, I, I brought this up. Who else are they going to hire? Jason Kidd, right? On that same poll that you're talking about that happened in Kingsland, Jason Kidd's name was mentioned. People were like, oh, Jason Kidd. So what the fuck has Jason Kidd done? Besides get fired in Milwaukee. What the fuck has he done? You know, all right, cool. You're the assistant coach for the Lakers. I could be the assistant coach for the Lakers, and they would win the same amount of games. Yeah. You know, like, look at Luke Walton, dude. The reason he's a Sacramento Kings head coach right now is because Steve Kerr's back got hurt, and Luke Walton filled in and went, like, 15-2 and two for the 73-9 Warriors. Like, I could have coached that fucking team. So let's be real about the situation. You know, yeah. there's not a lot of candidates out there. People, people love Alvin Gentry. Alvin Gentry's been fired. Alvin Gentry hasn't won goddamn thing in the NBA, you know? Oh, but he's good with the players. That's what it is. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I understand. I, and I would be thrilled, dude. If, if a guy like Mike D'Antoni wanted to come to Sacramento, I, I'd be on board with that, dude. I, I really would. Because you talk about like, how many coaches have won 60 games in the NBA? Not many. Mike D'Antoni's one of them. So, yeah, I'm on board with that, man. It's just a fun take. It's just a fun take. And I wanted to put it out there right now uh, just for fun, you know, because and, and, uh, I, I, I wish I had it off the top of my head. I don't know if you had that pull up. Who posted that, Ryan, that pull? I'd give him a shout out. It was a good, just a good, interesting discussion, um, you know. Um, I want to move us on to another topic that you and I have been really following along all season, and it's, it's Rashawn Holmes. I'm going to bring Rashawn Holmes up again. You know, I said at the trade deadline, there's no need to really talk about him because uh, I just wanted to finish out the season and compete. But because the Kings have sucked so bad, and it looks at this point like we're probably, you know, headed to Losersville again. Um, 
you know, Rashawn Holmes hurt, man. This is two years in a row where he can't finish. He can't even finish the season. He basically has got to the all-star break two years in a row. And then that's basically it. He's, he's, he's kind of missed a significant amount of time through there. Um, I, I don't know, man. I like I said this. I've said on the podcast that this is this year is a period of evaluation, and the guy's going into a contract year or unrestricted free agency, I guess, to get a contract. And like, I don't know, man. The second half of the season, I, I don't think. What do you think? Has he has he has he lost himself money? I feel like he kind of has. Has he lost himself money? Did he ever well, have the money in the first place? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. I should have phrased that better. You're dead on for that. Get out yeah. of here with that, dude. He had, he yeah. had the money in the first place, dude. Mm-hmm. Hey, good on you. Your stats are an all-time high, dude. Then you get hurt. People might jump at that. Cool. Sacramento's not going to. You're not getting that 15 a mil on average from Sacramento. That ain't happening. Yeah, I guess no. I should rephrase it as that. Like, Does it kind of does it kind of put that to rest a little bit now that, hey, man, like – He's not he's I, not dominating throughout the year. I don't know, but like I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I, I haven't seen how many games did Rashawn Holmes play last year? Um, last year he he got hurt, dude, right before the. Uh, yeah, I remember. Right before the break, I'm looking up right now. It it 44 games. You know, I don't know if they were including the bubble last year. Was kind of weird to to measure because I don't know off the top of my head how many games they played. But he got hurt right – if you remember last year, he got hurt right after the trade deadline, and Alex Len and Harry Giles, those guys were playing a ton of minutes, starting minutes. And then Holmes came back in the bubble last year, and he didn't really play that well in the bubble. That's why That's why coming into the year when people were saying that, I'm like, I think you guys kind of forgot about the second half of the season, like where he, he didn't look great in the bubble. He, he missed a bunch of time. And that's why coming into the year, I was just so taken aback, honestly, by the takes. Now, he came out the gates hot and, and had, had people kind of, including us, kind of like, oh, fuck, I mean, what is – is he going to get paid a little bit? I, I don't really know, but it looks like again he's getting hurt again, you know. And like I said, I th- I don't I don't know. I just don't think that he's a guy in the last two. If you look at his totality of his last two seasons, um, you know, I don't think he's doing himself any favors. I guess is my point, you know. Yeah, you know, people. But the, you know, that's the thing about Kingsland, dude. People love to point out some people's deficiencies, but they don't want to call it everyone's deficiencies, you know. And Rashawn Holmes is definitely a crowd favorite, and people don't want to point out that he's only played seventy games once in his career. You know, pe- people don't want to point that out. He's been in the league for a while now. He's played seventy games once. You know, so people are talking about, oh, well, Rashawn Holmes is, or not Rashawn Holmes, Marvin Bagley's uh, injury prone and this stuff. It's like, well, you know, Rashawn Holmes has been in Sacramento for two years and he's played a total of 95 games. You know, 95 games that guy has played. And that's not that much, dude. That That's that's really, that's half, you know. So you got to stay on the court. You know, you have to stay on the court. and uh, We'll see. You know, you, you brought up, did he lose himself money? The guy never had the money in the first place, uh, you know. And let me let me let me preface this by saying too, though, I, I really do like Rashawn Holmes. I think he's a good player, but people in Kingsland have done him a, a disservice by saying that he's worth more than he is, because then it makes guys like us have to go on the defense of the of the franchise rather than the person, and it makes us sound like haters. And it's not that we're haters. It's not that we don't, you know, we don't think Rashawn Holmes is a good basketball player, but you people are pushing this narrative that isn't true. 
And it's our job, you know, and, and me and Eric, you know, on, on, on Kank's cast have taken upon ourselves is, you know, we call it how it is. And we, you know, it's our job to come on here and shoot down the, the narratives that aren't true. And our track record has proven to be pretty fucking good when it comes to shit like this. And, you know, like, it, it just makes, you know, we always come on here, like, well, we're not trying to be haters. And it's like, we're not, but you guys are pushing this narrative in Kingsland, dude. That's just not true over and over again it's just not true it's not true and you know we sound like i like rashawn holmes dude i fucking like the guy i think he's a good player in the nba i would love for him to stay in sacramento but people have done him as have done him a disservice dude and you know (laughs) guys like us sound like pieces of shit haters dude that's just that's all i'm gonna say about it i'm done (laughs) it's a good take man i think it's kind of a you know i we talk about how we come in the show and we come in completely unscripted. I mean, really we hopped on today, Ryan cracked open his beer, cracked open his second beer and we just went at it, you know, and we don't, we don't know where the show's going to go. We just kind of base it off what we're seeing and what the chatter is out there. And um, sometimes we develop themes throughout the show. And this is something this, you know, I don't know. I hope it's a little bit of a, I don't, I don't need to be patronizing or condescending to people. Right. But it's like, I, I think it's a little bit of a lesson. It's just a little bit of, of perspective, I guess, about the elevation of players and everything. And just something to look at down the stretch when the Kings start to play a couple different players, you know, and keep that in mind. Right. hundred percent. Keep it in mind. These last few games of the season, especially with deer and Fox being out guys get hella minutes Guys getting freaking field goal attempts that they wouldn't have, you know, otherwise. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, keep keep that stuff in mind at the end of the year, man. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Take the uh, that even path, as we like to say on here. And, uh, you know, just know that everybody uh, everybody eventually comes back to, to their average. And that, that's, a, that's, that's what I'm going to end the show with today. There you go. Um, a couple updates, Ryan. We're going to the game this week, so that's Wednesday. Ryan and I will probably be out there walking down K Street. We'll probably put something out there in Kingsland, Ryan. Some people have hit hit us up. They want to get a beer. If people are out there, that'd be kind of cool just to talk Kings with people in person, you know. We're both vaccinated, so I'm good. I'm good, you know, Come, coming up and saying what's up. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Matt Lacko, though, Ryan. He's he's always, you know, consistent listening. He he hit us up. Uh, shout-out to you, Matt. We do appreciate you, Talent and Kings cast like that. Um, and then I want to give a shout-out to James Kendall as well, Ryan. He made a post last week. Um, you know, he's talking about he's going to blaze it up and listen to Kings cast 66. So I let him know, as always, dude, you need to go down to Ziggy's and let the boys down there know that Kings cast sent you and see what you can get out of it, man. Um, and so I wanted to shout out those guys and everybody else out there listening, helping Kings cast grow. I know, you know, thank you guys. We're just some fans and we, we like to talk and like to put it out there. So we appreciate all of that. Um, Ryan, I do have an update though on my sign. I I'm almost there. Uh, my guy, Kyle Draper this last week, again, said he's going to touch and feel all of the Kings fans. He said that again the other day. Um, I've been tweeting at him constantly, and to be honest with you, nobody else tweets at him. So I'm no for 100% sure he's seeing it. And let me know what you think about this, Ryan. I, I think I'm going to say uh, that I that something along the lines of having to stand uh, six feet away from Kyle Draper because he's going to touch and feel me, something along those lines. You think that's that would be a good one? We do live in California, man. And, you know, if you start putting signs out there that people want to touch and feel you, bro – we might get kicked out of the G1C. And I don't know if that's a good look for Kings cast. But, 
you do you. I'm with you 100%. Honestly, the beers are going to be flowing that night, and I'm going to be hella tipsy anyway, so I really don't give a shit what you do at that moment. But, guys, if you guys see us on Channel 3, KCRA 3 News, and my boy Dill Rogers is, like, saying Cakescast got kicked out of the G1C, just know Eric put an offensive sign up. <laughs> there you go. So, hey guys, appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. Um, you can find me and Ryan on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and at Kingscast Ryan. And then we're active on our Facebook group, Kingsland, so you can check that out. If you ever want to stay up to date to the podcast, you can find those things anywhere at Kingscast. And then, so with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go, Kings. Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory.